keepsakes. An emotional video for love song. Faith Cosplay Summit. <laughs> yeah, those, those major events, it won't die. It will just add new concept. He did it 100% here. He did it while he, he's, not, he's no longer named. This is Keepsakes, the podcast. I'm Jay Ogonoy. This is the 63rd podcast, Gyonghi Watsai. Happy Chinese New Year and thank you for listening. My goodness, maraming nangyari ngayong buwan na to. This month pa lang. It's just the first month of 2020 and I cannot wait for all of this month to end. Kasi for one, Taal Volcano erupted. The Wuhan coronavirus outbreaks, even the West Tower of the Philippine Stock Exchange Center in Ortigas caught fire. Nokia's closing its R&D department in the Philippines. And by the time you hear this, Chinese New Year celebration has just ended. So, aside from these topics, may isa talagang topic na it's too close to home to talk about. And that is the daily grind of going from point A to point B. Transportation, especially motorcycle taxis. Manila has bottlenecks already for so long, I will not go at length to discuss it because it will be a waste of time. Cebu now has bottlenecks too. And yes, ramdam ko siya at one point in my visits there. Cagayan de Oro also has one because I have Serena over at Dabo, our frequent guest. And she has a car and traffic should. So, yun nga, uh, we have so many questions about how to solve this transportation problem, how to solve this commuting problem, how to manage all these things. And on this podcast, we will be talking about just one week of talking about this topic, motorcycle taxis. Again, I've been to siguro how many angkas in habal-habal. And yes, I even tried Joyride. If you can see my post on the site, I even tried Joyride. Uh, i-share ko sa inyo through the show notes yung journey ko on booking a Joyride ride versus an angkas ride so that you can get a full perspective on what I will be talking about in the next few minutes. But uh, before everything else, I will be using clips from various sources in on this episode and I will cite them accordingly. So let's go straight to the first clip that we have. With a recommendation from Congress, supposedly, if a motorcycle ride in the mode of transportation is safe, what is that? Ano naman kasi, siguro, being understood o sadyang hindi inuunawa, they are more, they are more on the economic, uh, ano sila. This is a study, di ba? Sir, anong implication kung ita-terminate yung study? Illegal sila lang. Kasi, they are growing their authority to run motorcycle because of this time. Kasi, we know that there is a law covering this, the public authority. Yeah. It says that a motorcycle is still considered as a private mode of transportation. Hindi ba yan? Kaya nga po pinagpapaaralan niya kung pwede. Oo. So, maalaga pala yung study niyo, sir? Wider, wider meaning? Actually, they will benefit from it. The writers will benefit from it. Have they waited in time and patience? Ano po? Tapusin lang yung pag-aaral. Nakapag-recommend na sana kami. 
That was a clip from DCRJ reporter JJ Ortiz of LTFRB, the Land Transportation Franchising and Regulatory Board. Uh, board member, retired Major General Antonio Gargiola. He's the chairman of the Interagency Technical Working Group on Motorcycle Taxis. He said last Monday, January 20, uh, he's, uh, they're announcing the termination of the motorcycle study due to, quote, legal impediments. Uh, motorcycle taxi study na ang pinag-usapan natin dito. No? And yes, uh, so far naman, we should be doing fine until, yun nga, napagod na sila. So yun na nga, no? uh, before everything else, let's do a quick backtrack. So I got a piece from ABS-CBN News dated January 6 saying ang CAS scores a 72 hour, 3 days, technic- uh, temporary restraining order, rather, no? temporary restraining order, TRO, versus the motorcycle taxi cap. So in a nutshell, this basically says that Amandalo yung court granted ang CAS a temporary restraining order which stops the implementation of the revised guidelines on motorcycle taxi pilot run which caps the number of riders to 10,000 for each of the three platforms. Ang CAS, Joyride, and Move It. So take 10,000 sila. Yun na yung bagong guideline. Ang CAS, being the dominant player, has 27,000 partner riders which means pag inimplement tong guideline na to 17,000 mawawala and yun yung ikinereklamo ng angkas on their save angkas rally yet one of their another rallies sa ano to sa people power monument sa Quezon City i think this is the second time that they did this rally at the same place pero yun nga uh, moving back the guideline made angkas to another rally and Yes, it's perhaps their favorite spot to call attention of the public and the government. Moving forward, after that, this eventually went on to an exchange of words between ANCAS, LTFRB, releasing a statement, and uh, it's it's forcing us to side between ANCAS and the government. It's a war on words. There's the people who side with ANCAS, those who side with the government, and those who see flaws on both sides. Meanwhile, yun nga, sinasabi ko nga, may flaws ang uh, technical working group on how they implement the whole thing, but ang CAS is not short of having oopsies. Ang CAS has its share of oopsies as well. Case in point, kagayan, di oro po. Ang sinasabi sa, sa guidelines, initial guidelines, before the revised, before the revisions, is that ang covered areas lamang po is... Manila and Cebu. How come they went to Cagayan de Oro? How come they opened to Cagayan de Oro? So parang pansin pansin niyo yon, parang it kind of disappoints me na sinusuportahan ko ang angkas, of course, pero yung isang kaso lang yun eh. It's it's enough for me para uh bumab- medyo hindi naman mababantiwala ko sa angkas. Okay, they can say it's 99.997 na uh, safety ano because they have their strict measures. 99.997 is I believe uh, a marketing and sabi nga ng uh, mga ilang mga commenters uh, na nababasa ko online is you got to have a third party provider to provide you with that data kasi pag sinabi mong 99.997 ang safety rate mo people will believe that people will ignore how they got the data pero yung mga nasa gitna na neutral they will ask the government, why are you suspending the the pilot run, which is supposed to end by March? 
Whereas, tatanungin din natin si Angkas, how do you get that data? Of course, uh, sasabihin, safety, it's under safety guidelines, it's, it's under safety tests. They test every uh, one before onboarding uh, each platform. You know? That also includes Movit, that also includes Joyride. And, you know, um, ang dami nangyari dito. Eh. It's, it's, it's not that easy to talk at length about this. Pero yun nga, no, babalik tayo dun sa kaso nga, is a war on words and which happens to uh, siguro what happened after that is nag-apologize si Angkas and uh, yun nga ang sabi, okay, let me quote here Angkas Chief Transport Advocate George Royeka. Okay, let me quote this. I'm sorry if this has gone to a different level of inconvenience to the LTFRB, to the DOTR, and the riding public. DOTR, Department of Transportation. Okay, papatuloy natin. Ano? Please don't mistake what has happened as defiance. We are passionate to serve the public. The story goes on, and babalik tayo dun sa Senate hearing on uh, ano, on motorcycle taxis. So, during siguro, uh, I happened to receive the news as I continued to work on stuff mga before lunch. And then, maybe lunch na. Of course, spent up ako noon. Uh, after I have lunch, I called 8888. <laughs> Kasi ganun talaga yung ko kay uh, Chief eh. You mean, lahat ng mga pinagpaguran ninyo na all of these months doing this pilot run and yet you don't have any data pero in in that sense what i was perceive what i perceive is that 10,000 riders take 10,000 riders on three platforms na to so that should be data kung 17,000 yung siguro mag, mawawalan ng um, uh, license to do uh, motor taxi under a platform. You know, for example, nga, si Angkas with 17,000 losing the rights to make Angkas ika nga sa mga commuting public natin. No? And whereas, ang hirap bumiyahe. Okay, I, again, I tried Joyride, I tried Angkas. Mas mura ng konti si Joyride from point A to point B, pero mas maraming si Angkas, mas marami pa rin ng fleet. Siguro, um, mga porsyento yung binaba ni Joyride. Mga percent-percent discount. Mga siguro, kung tutusin sa numbers, mga bari-bariya. Pero, moving back, uh, yun nga, no, announcing the Senate hearing, and then following that, uh, we heard James Deakin. Okay, let's 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 put here the clip of James Deakin's message to the TWG, to the Senate, to the stakeholders. Let's put it right here. Mr. Deacon, can you give us your opinion? Should the study be terminated? What, what, what do you think about this? I agree with the fact that the cap shouldn't be there because I also believe that we are in a... We shouldn't even be looking at this anymore as a transport issue. My recommendation would be starting to look at this through the lens of a, a health crisis because people are genuinely suffering out there. This is no longer just a situation that can be solved with the machinery that we have with transportation because it is evolving so fast. We've seen in two and a half years, the only thing that came with that was a monopoly. I'm sorry to say, but that's really what happened. And that's not good for the consumer. And now we find ourselves in the exact same situation. The only difference is two wheels versus four. 
and we're trying to implement the same ideas and expect a different result. That doesn't work. It really, we, if we've learned anything from that, is that we should evolve. Times are changing. Peoples are changing. The law should change too. It's there to serve the people, not the other way around. We always talk about progress, and I cannot blame also our board members over there, because we are talking about progress, but we're chained to the past with a law that was drafted in 1936, or at least passed in the Public Service Act that is under RA 4136. That could have not possibly predicted the situation that we're in today, which is the need for motorcycle taxis. If you're asking my personal opinion on behalf of the riding public who I consult with every day, do I think motorcycle taxis are a good idea? Absolutely not. I think it's an awful idea. I think the mere fact that we're discussing this as a viable alternative speaks more about the failure of an option to provide a safer option. But it's not about what I think. It's not about me. It's about what we need. And right now, we need this. This is why I would like to frame it as a health crisis. Because if we frame it as a health crisis, we could look at Angas and the new players as some kind of alternative medicine until we get our act together. Because right now, it is filling a need. And it is actually alleviating suffering. That is why we really need to look at it with the urgency of a health crisis. Because people are genuinely suffering out there. And when you talk to us about safety, we understand there is an issue of safety. But when somebody rides Nankas, I don't think that's absolutely their first choice. No, no offense, George. It's just because if given a choice, we would all probably rather be in the back of a four-wheeled air-conditioned vehicle. But if you ask the same person, would you rather ride the back of a four-wheeled vehicle for three hours versus 45 minutes on the back of an Nankas, all of a sudden it changes. We now need to reevaluate our time and set it against safety. And we make that decision. We want to know who misses our family more. We're going to make that decision on based on the time, where we need to be, how much we miss our family. This is why we cannot have other people decide that for us, because we're in a crisis. If you say it's not safe, well, you could also make the same argument about two-minute noodles and sardines. Is that a great diet to have? No. But we're, if we're in a state of calamity, and we just flee an evacuation center, I'll take that, thank you very much. Please don't tell me what I can and cannot put in my body because I'm trying to survive. And that is what people out there are feeling. I'm sorry to have to be so blunt, but if we want to change, it starts here today. We need to start the change with the new bill that I believe that your office is trying to pass, which is trying to turn the Public Service Act around because it needs to be dynamic. It needs to change. We don't need to be here pointing fingers left and right. We should be pointing forward because that's where we all win, pointing forward by having a law that keeps up with the times and understands that there is this need. Hopefully in five, ten years' time when there's a subway, we won't need this anymore. That's my dream, is that we don't have to ride motorcycles as taxis, but right now we're kidding ourselves if we think that we could regulate our way out of this mess. We cannot regulate our way out of traffic in the same way we cannot regulate people's suffering. The people are hurting out there, and they have nothing left to lose, and this is why they're desperate. And this is why I'm taking this tone. I'm sorry if it offends anybody, but I'm taking this tone because we are desperate, we're hurting, and we're looking to our legislators now to ease that suffering for us, ease that pain. Please, it all starts with change. We need to do this now, and it starts by listening to us for a change, because change is the only way out of this mess. Change is going to open a brand new door. And the only question left is, do you believe that the Filipinos were changing for? Thank you, Mr. Deacon. Um, you have some very correct points. Uh, it's not necessarily 
the safest, no. but it is something that we need at this time because we don't have, precisely in my opening, we need alternative modes at this juncture when even our MRTs are not fully operational at 100%, uh, our LRTs not also 100%, and we're still in the face of groundbreaking for our subways. So Madam Chair, may I just add one last thing? Sure. If we think that we can, this is not happening already, the unregulated community, the Habal Habal community, is growing at an exorbitant rate. This is happening. It's happening right now. And if you go to a Habal Habal stand right now or a depot, you'll find that they're more organized than the people who are trying to actually organize them. Go over there and you'll see some Ancas riders in uniform taking rides. And that speaks volumes about the state of the industry, that they would rather go there because there's obviously more demand being okay, fulfilled see, there and more money. Again. Uh, they're more organized. Well, the people, yes, the illegal sector are more organized than the people trying to legalize them. I'm sorry. Okay. The quote of the day. All right. Um, Mr. Deacon, go ahead, please. Thank you again, Madam Chair. I, I think I'm not the only one who sees the irony here that while we're talking about safety here, it's the indecisiveness that's killing us. And traffic is a very serious thing that we should be declaring a war on. There should be of utmost concern. I think it's the greatest threat in the Philippine economy right now is traffic. We're literally grinding ourselves to a halt. And when you declare a war on something, you throw everything you've got at it. And our best weapon right now is tech. But yet we're being held back by rules of engagement written 80 years ago, and we're doing the equivalent of bows and arrows or sticks and stones when our enemy is nuclear. I'm just using these metaphors because traffic is so dynamic and it's moving at a pace that none of us can keep up with. If it's transit, transport is some kind of a sacred uh, space, I don't know why we are so beholden to a law that was written so many years ago, when even people like the banking sector, if you look at them, that's probably the stiffest bunch of people I know, no offense to bankers, I think they're great, but money we take more seriously than our safety. Yet these people found a way how to do things like e-payments. I'm sure that was a discussion. I'm sure there were problems there too. But I don't remember rallies on the streets. I don't remember hashtags saying save RCBC or something like that. We never went through Senate hearings and stuff. We just automatically one day woke up with e-payments. We could say the same thing about the telecoms industry. When Viber and WhatsApp came in, I'm sure that threatened their position. But for the greater good of the public, we somehow just made it happen. We made bigger things happen there. This is what we should be doing to the transport sector because traffic is a disease and we need to fight it. It's a man-made disease with man-made solutions, and those solutions, I believe, are resting right there in the bill that you're trying to pass. Thank you, um, Mr. Deacon. Actually, you make quite a point there. If the, if the agency, the bureau, the department is really bent on solving the problem, then they can take proactive steps because, in fact, uh, there's a department order 2015-11 to promote mobility, which allows the DOTR to classify other modes of transportation if they really want it, but they want an ironclad thing supposedly, either that or they're just prolonging the, the process, fine, we are going to legislate just to, to clarify the situation. But again, thank you and... Keepsakes. Point well said, point well taken. Thank you very much, Mr. James Deacon for sharing the sentiments of the public and also sharing your insights. Because uh, we all know James Deakin has been in the industry for so long. Uh, this auto industry, I can ano. Uh, he has been an editor for C Magazine, Car Magazine, 
And aside from that, of course, we all know him as the host of CNN Philippines Drive. So, yeah. And, and he has been through a lot to say those sentiments. And I resonate with his statements. And it makes sense that he is saying na, bakit ganito, bakit ganyan? Hindi dapat ang motorcycle taxis ang ano ang solution it can be a band aid uh, patch to the ailing situation of traffic na ni-relate niya as a health problem it's a traffic health problem and i resonate well with uh, that after realizing na tama nga no it can be described as a health problem it's just we don't realize because all we see is convenience convenience yes Convenience is there. Tech disruption is there. Remember when Uber and Grab are competing for basically being the top-tier car hailing service and then eventually nagka-problema si Uber sa uh, nagka-problema sa Uber sa mainland nila sa US because of regulations and all that. And then eventually they had to reorganize themselves leaving Southeast Asia without anything. So, Sana puntang over ng Pilipinas. Grab. And there we go. Philippine Competition Commission, all that. As much as I respect the Philippine Competition Commission, and yun nga, I, can, I, can, I don't think I can respect the LTFRB with all due respect. Kasi although LTFRB is an attached agency of the Department of Transportation, and yung Philippine Competition Commission, they are, they are doing their good work as a watchdog for all of these things and against monopoly against business monopoly and i respect them with that and pero parang kikita nyo parang it just reflects upon me that with this convenience there's an opportunity for the government to tax the disruptors which is fine except that it's not clearly classified as tax penalties in the form of that's in the form of penalties that's what i'm thinking ah pero Although, I cannot be sure, kasi tama naman yung basis for that eh. Grab price surge forces people to spend more. Eventually, uh, they get uh, a wrist slap by giving the rest of the passengers, yung mga tingi-tingi na tigpipiso, I earned like 15 pesos, 20 pesos, enough for me to top up load sa grab up nila, which is... Sa akin, ano, that's okay, okay, understand the sentiments. I I really appreciate the effort, pero barya eh. I mean, barya lang yung sa surge. I, I, I appreciate the concern, pero I appreciate the thought, pero what? <laughs> it's it's kind of awkward na bibigyan, babalik mo yung tingi, pero I, that's, that's in the regulations eh. We cannot uh, uh, supersede that. We cannot uh, presume that, kumbaga. Hindi natin pwede pangunahan yan kasi nasa batas na yan eh. That's already ordered. So, again, uh, what I'm saying is the Philippine Competition is uh, Commission is doing their good work, whereas the LTFRB, I don't know what's happening with them. <laughs> really now, if, if I will be in a place, I will never be at the LTFRB. Kasi... It's you know you know there's there's still problems in traffic. I will not be in the DOTR with all due respect because of these reasons. Okay, ginagawa na natin yung uh, MRT3, Ma- uh, maayos-ayos na siya. Okay, I appreciate that. Yung uh, MRT3 sa 
QC, may Grand Central Terminal na. It's almost being uh, built, done, and all that. I really appreciate that as well. Yung traffic nga lang sa EDSA, eh, we're trying to solve that one by one. I appreciate that, pero I, I want to appreciate that, rather. Pero hindi pa nakikita yung ano eh. Yung parang, di ba? You see the improvements? Traffic pa rin sa EDSA. And EDSA has been reflective of Metro Manila as a whole. It's that long, long avenue, long, long road na hindi mo maintindihan kung why they're spending two hours on a rush hour from point A to point B, especially kung taga-east ka. Eh, lalo na sa east. Ortiga sabi nyo, Taytay Rizal? Uh, let's not go beyond that. Uh, yun nga, no? Moving back, uh, nag-garant na ako, I had to move back. Keep sex. Yes, ninyo. Sa pagsabi ng mga top-top na yan. Diba? Uh, at lumalabasin ang kulang ang public consultation din ninyo. Kaya kayo nadigyan ko ng korte. Yun ang dahilan. Tapos yan ang PR ko po kayo, galit naman ng pinapakita ninyo. And you're recommending. May umakas sa document po ito eh. Puro galit din eh. Okay, so on this clip uh, from JJ Ortiz, Ole from the Senate, inside the Senate na to, uh, Senator Ralph Recto is questioning the technical working group for having, uh, I don't know what I understand is that uh, Senator Recto is how do I say it? Um, telling the TWG that they are having a hissy fit over this? <laughs> it, it, of course, it doesn't make sense to me na why there's a cap on, ano, kumbaga bakit kinat na lang short yung mismong, again, pabalik na naman ako sa announcement ni Chief, ni uh, Chairman Gargiola, no? Pero yun nga, hindi, hindi ko maintindihan why they didn't get any data, substantial data about this. Yun yung uh, tinawag ko sa 8888 and I'm, I'm still, as, as of this moment, I'm still expecting a reply from the DOTR until the senators came in to tell the people not to panic, Calm down, pag-usapan natin to, and here's a clip from Politico. Kinausap ko kanina si Secretary Tugane, pati si Chairman Delgra, pati yung technical working. Kung pwede, bigyan muna sila ng, i-extend muna yung operations nila. So, huwag munang i-stop yung pilot na ginagawa nila ngayon. Pag-usapan na lang muna with the technical working uh, group muli uh, along with Grab but uh, not, not to resort to legal uh, remedies para eh, medyo nagkakapikuna, nagkakasakita na sila eh. kanya-kanya silang file dito, kaso dito, kaso dito pwede namang pag-usapan while waiting po for the amendments dun sa, sa ating uh, batas kasi kung hindi natin i-amend itong batas uh, illegal yung pag-operate nila so kami naman dito sa Senado ayaw naman namin Abang nag-aantay kami na i-amend yung patas ay mawawalan po sila ng uh, trabaho. Kaya pinakilusapan muna natin kung pwedeng uh, ipagpatuloy muna ang kanilang operasyon. Ako naman, 
kung pwede lang bigyan sila lahat ng praktisa, lahat ng mga motorista rito. Pero sa rito, unahin po ang uh, interest ng bawat uh, Pilipino, safety ng bawat uh, pasahero. At ayaw nating meron pong uh, masaktan. Uh, yun po importante sa amin yung pangulong. Safety ng bawat pasahero. Lalong-lalo na po, dalawa lang po ang gulong nito. This is uh, very prone po sa aksidente yung ganitong klase. Uh, Pero I'm sure yung angkas naman at ibang grupo ay sumusunod po sa mga safety measures na ipinapatupad bago nila tinatanggap po sa, sa kanilang uh, grupo. At uh, yun lang po, ang amin naman, ayaw namin mawalan ng uh, trabaho while balancing uh, job at uh, uh, siyempre itong safety ng Pilipino. Interest ng bawat Pilipino. Sir, while balancing, ano po po yung mga, ano yung uh, pwede nila matanggap or habang nag-a-unfight sila? Hanggang kailan sila? ngayon ayaw nilang matigil at wala, wala mo nang huhulihin. Yun po ang pinakiusap ko muna. Well, pinaplansya uh, po na ayos yung batas, i-amend yung batas, ay pag-uusapan po nila sa technical working group. But not resorting to legal uh, remedies po na magkakasuhan sila rito. Nagkakapikuna na yung both uh, parties, both the uh, ANCAS and yung uh, technical working uh, So pumayag naman po si Chairman Delgra kanina, si Secretary Tugali, kung anong maging rekomendasyon ng technical working. Mag-uusap na lang sila. Kalma lang kayo, kalma lang. Sir, sir, sir safe to say, hindi tuloy yung hulihan next week? Yes, uh, yun po ang pinakiusap po at papakirekomenda ko rin po kay Paolo. Sa ngayon, pumayag naman po si Secretary Tugali at uh, si Chairman Delgra. Sir, yung paglilinaw niyo sa Joyride na you're not in in, in any involvement. Klaro naman po. Gaya ng sinabi ko pag sabi ko pag sinali po yung pangalan ko, pangalan ni Pangulong Duterte at kaanak ni Pangulong Duterte, matagal na niyang sinabi 'yon. Denied 'yon. Ibig sabihin, hindi po makakatulong ko pag sinali yung pangalan namin. Sigurado, sinabi ko na po kanina, pag sinali yung pangalan namin, dapat denied po 'yon dahil ayaw naming pumasok sa mga any negosyo, government transaction. Ayaw po ni Pangulong Duterte. Ang amin dito is public service. Servisyo lang po sa publiko. That was Senator Bongo and sinong nasa likod niya? Mga rider ng angkas. Those who are continuing to spread the lie that Senator Go owns Joyride must be ashamed of themselves kasi bakit haharap si Senator Go sa mga angkas riders? Moreover, bakit kailangan pag-awayan ang ownership when Joyride, including Noli Iyala, has said na hindi pag-aari ito ni, ni Senator Go. Okay, uh, which reminds me, ano, Senator Pimentel, once ang ka-CEO Angeline Tam, declared persona non grata. He wants to declare a Singaporean a persona non grata, which is... Kind of makes sense. Ito, oopsie din to ni Angkas before they got, have this amended. 90% almost yung ownership ni Miss Tam sa Angkas. A Singaporean. Foreign. As much as I'd love to talk about Singapore right now, I don't want to talk about Singapore like this. Na one of their citizens is owning a company 90%, whereas we have the 60-40 rule on services, this is basically the anti-dummy law. And one, include, uh, anong case nito? Anong popular case ng anti-dummy law? Grappler. 
So, naayos nila yung ano noon, yung restructuring noon. They did they did what they want na kahit na uh, na sampal na sila ng regulators. Pero, yeah, rappers still alive. <laughs> yeah, pero moving back, ano, uh, yun na nga, ano, uh, with this, eh, we can connect the dots. Kasi sabi, inamin naman ng Joyride na they contacted Senator Pimentel, the president of the PDP Laban Party, to endorse them to the TWG pero hindi naman natuloy yung usapan nila sabi nila in which ang dami nilang kinuusap at least natuloy yung plano and Joyride is running smoothly as I think uh, makikita natin yung parang pag-usbong na angka sa estado ng Joyride ngayon ano? so really I enjoyed both angkas in Joyride and I enjoyed uh, the instances where I meet a fellow uh Uh, say uh, um, fellow kaangkas ano kasundo or whatnot na enjoy ko yun kasi nag-usap lang sila they don't mind about the the owners bahala sila mag-away dyan sa itaas basta tayo dito we're doing our jobs we're serving the public the riding public na nangangailangan ng mabilis na transportation because cars are no longer an option to the motorcycle taxi riding public Ako, I'm telling you, I don't want to spend one hour commuting from Pasig to Pasig. More so, I don't want to spend two hours commuting from Pasig all the way to Pasay. But that happens. Motorcycle taxis, 30 to 45 minutes, point A to point B. Pasig to Pasay. That's it. And that uh, eventually puts us to a discussion with James Deacon himself on Wagpo. Uh, this is a program on 1PH, on Signal, and it's also broadcast on 5 and Radio 5. Uh, una siyang na-broadcast sa 1PH and Radio 5, and then it has a delayed telecast on 5. So you might want to watch the conversation there. It's already on Facebook, and I have a clip from them in which I got to participate in a call and nakikinig as much as I'd like to ask more questions ang sakap makinig sa usapan ito eh. hear this from Pasig Jay, good evening good evening uh, Tito Lord good mm. evening o kasama natin si Tito James oh. Jay yes uh, mga Tito uh, salamat dun sa uh, pahayag ni Sir James na si Tito James mm. sa hapon pinakinig ko sa bossing ko Tapos so far naman, eh, kumbinsito siya na may sense yung talagang usapan kahapon, ang ganda ng usapan kahapon. Kasi uh, may, may gusto lang akong i-point out, ano, aside from all these things, kasi dito sa Pilipinas, maraming mga kotse. So, Hindi nga. Yun, ano, eh, oh, maraming mga kotse. Yes, yes. Of course. Ayun, eh, di, di ba maraming mga nagbebenta ng kotse? Hindi, madali makabili. Oh, oh mura na yun eh. Dog payment. Kaya ang nasasabi ko, maybe if we can tone down the aggression ng mga marketers, ng mga nagmamarket ng mga kotse, eh, I think uh, that can be one way. Uh, what ano, Anong, anong sa inyo mga tito? But how do you tone down oh, the aggression by increasing taxes? So, hmm. increasing... Kasi, Jay, kaya may bumibili ng kotse, Kasi merong everyday ng feeling na ginaga, nagagahasa ang pag, buong pagkatao niya. Pagsumasa So kung yeah. ako, kunyari, hindi mo ako masisisi kung araw-araw 
ang goal ko sa buhay ay magtatrabaho ako ng maayos para hindi ako ma-violate body and soul every day sa MRT. Ang magiging goal ko ay hindi pa makapag-aral yung anak ko. Ang goal ko lang is to not pass this daily um, daily hell. Daily hell. Daily torture. Tapos sa MRT. Mga so, parang chicken and egg situation dito, dito it's James. It's not just, I mean, like, I, I, I see where Jay's coming yes, from, and I've heard that, that, that recommendation. Uh, yung, yung argument niya parang... No, no, it's, it, I see where he's coming from. It, it, it makes sense, but I, I can't agree because, one, you cannot sacrifice economic growth and progress because that's also just not... It's lazy enforcement. We pay our taxes so that we get these things managed. Bawal is not management. That's very simple. That's not a way to manage. What you need to do is say, all right, if you're going to take off the, if you're going to limit, you're going to have to limit from the other end, which is 15 or 20 years and older. You apply for a special permit if you have an older car, but it'll cost you more. Mm. Other countries are doing this, and it will also address the same issue, where you're only going to have from 1 to 20-year-old cars, or 15, whatever we decide. Then you could, in, I would, instead of doing that, because you want this auto industry to grow because if it grows the whole economy yeah. grows it's one of our biggest industries and really we can't afford to lose it so we don't want to kill it yeah. we can we can encourage it but you can create other things like for example i know this is not popular but congestion pricing within metro manila congestion pricing yes and what is congestion pricing well it's a dirty word because it's like london does it singapore does it but you're basically saying that we have not enough, it's a finite space we're dealing with, which is a road, and only a certain amount of people can go there. So we get the concept when we're traveling overseas or going to Boracay. If it's Easter, if it's Christmas, we'll pay more. Mm. Why? It's peak season. Well, the roads have peak and off-peak as well. So I would love to introduce dynamic pricing. I know people might say this is anti-poor, but literally we've run out of space. So if you want to delay your trip a certain time, then it's going to be free. But if you have to travel within these hours, and we can have this controlled by tech. It's not an ideal situation, but once again, when presented with a lack of any other choice, what are you going to do? I'd rather do that than limit the sale of vehicles. Because it's not vehicles that's the problem. It's the road network is another fallacy. It's good to build roads, but not it's certain kind of roads only. Because trying to build more roads to solve a traffic problem is like trying to buy a bigger belt to solve an obesity problem. You just don't do it. It's not the way around it. You're simply going to attract more cars. Infrastructure and urban planning is really about designing a place to influence a certain kind of behavior. And we don't have that. So there's so many things we can point at that goes back to the root cause. We want, why don't you walk? Eh, because there's a telephone pole right in the middle of the sidewalk. I have to walk around there. I got hit by a bus before the last yeah, time. Yeah. These are things that you can't... This is why it bugs me when regulators come and say, Dapat ganito, dapat ganito. They're giving you first world um, laws. Mm -hmm. But wait, 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 wait. You can't just cherry pick the law from Singapore but not give us the mass transit. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, it, please, come on. Do your bit, we'll do our bit. Mm -hmm. And it starts with you because you are civil services. You're a good government. So create new cities, because it might be a little late for Manila now, but create new cities that are urban planned like this. And then, when people start flocking to the Clarks and these areas like that, you slowly drain Metro Manila. There's one concept that, if we have time, I'd like to share. It's, it's called the Freeman Solution. It's being toyed around right now. It's being made he might on social to try and understand, perfect the concept. Freeman? It's called Freeman. I'm not sure why, but it's using tech 
to basically pull the traffic out of Manila because tech is the next big industry that's untapped. And this is one where we have an equal, almost equal footing in terms of potential. Filipinos can be very good at tech. We develop our tech industry by creating 0% taxes, but outside Metro Manila. We can do this for other industries too, but tech is a great one. And you're literally pulling the talent out of Manila. You're grabbing them slowly, you're bringing them to Bulacan, Clark, there. Eventually, you can stretch them out, then Laguna, further down south, whatever, because you're just creating these hot spots of tech zones where people can earn really good money. Companies have great incentives to start that. And then you're slowly dragging the people out of Metro Manila. But build, build those cities already. Create the infrastructure now while there's nobody living in it. Because you cannot renovate the house that you live in. Para may sinabi ngayon si Panelo dati, naalala mo? I miss that. Kasi parang ano, di ba, Brasilia, yung concept ng Brasilia. It didn't work, sorry. Ano ba, well, 60s pa kasi yun, wala pang mga... No, but until now, it's empty. Okay. Yung Burma, di ba? It's 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 not really a no. But put their giants, the, they they move. I know they, the most government offices oh. are there, but there has been I don't know what example we can say where a centrally planned city has actually. BGC. The roads are bad. It's so hard to get in, to park, and to I'm, move I'm around. Right? It's, it's right. Not the very global. It's not right. Very, it's global city. It's a globe now. Oh. I know, and I'm being it's, 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 it's right. It's right. It's, it's, I know. Oh. It's, it's very, very, you know. You're talking about outside. I think, I mean, these are, these are concepts. There's no doubt that we need to decentralize. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a city in Clark, whatever, leave that to the experts. Mm -hmm. I'm not yeah. an urban planner. But I think Marcos has a plan before. Yung Silangan City. Lusun Silangan. Where's that? Oh, oh. Yeah, in, mm -hmm. in uh, Parizal, right? Parizal, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's towards Quezon. Baler. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. But you need to have incentive. Yeah, What's I think the they goal? they want to model after Naipitao because they build about a new city in the jungle in Burma. So Burma. And oh. Myanmar. Myanmar. Oh, they, they, they built a new capital in Naipitao. And that is just one part of the discussion. Kung pakikinggan nyo yung buong almost isang oras na usapan nila doon, you will learn a lot. You will learn a different perspective. Kasi ako, diba, binasa ni Tito James yung perspective ko eh. So, he put me into a different perspective. It makes sense. Again, James Deacon is a car veteran. Alright? To me, to me, he's a car veteran. And I, I deeply, I have deep respect for uh, the likes of him na they, they're using their experience to express the sentiments of the public. That's, that's what we call heroes. So, yun ang ano, napahabang usapan natin sa motorcycle taxis. Again, I have been riding angkas habal-habal and now joyride for quite a while although hindi na ako makasakay ngayon kasi ang mahal ng singin nila which makes sense hindi dapat sabi nga ano let's go back to the statement of uh, James Ticket in the Senate hindi dapat uh, hindi dapat talaga solution ang motorcycle taxis it's, it's supposed to complement the traffic pero ano ano nangyari it's the last choice why because masakit sa loob ang traffic dito sa Metro Manila. It's really painful. And, alam mo yun, mahirap, ang, ang sarap ng magstay sa bahay na lamang. 
if you have nothing to do, magstay na lang kayo sa bahay ninyo. Stay safe, stay well, sleep the days away. If you want to do something like me, I'm doing uh, something, you know, pero, yun, yun, ano, really, really guys, as much as I do my best in sifting all of this information, isa lang na sa utak ko ngayon, I wish that the motorcycle taxi study finishes its designated run until March and for the technical working group to have a sustainable su- substantial data on riding kasi how many people are riding now asana yun nga no ang kas has been saying we're cooperating we're cooperating we're cooperating and yun nga sana sana makita natin yung, ano uh, if they can show data much appreciated eh Ang normal naman na kausap ko sa kasi yung pangit sa Twitter eh. <laughs> si pangit. Kaya sabi ko, hi pangit, pangit, ba't mo ganito? Pag nagreklamo ko sa, for, for one, nagreklamo ko sa angkas, ganyan. Pangit, ba't mo naman ganito? Tapos bibigyan ka ng formal reply. <laughs> pag, pag formal na reklamo, pag valid na reklamo mo, bibigyan ka nila ng formal reply, hindi ka nila jojokin. <laughs> Yun ano. So, yeah. Uh, I think uh, I've spent a lot of time talking about this. Keepsakes. And nakalain nyo yun. Overtime na pala tayo. This was supposed to be a 30-minute podcast. But then again, uh, sige. Uh, just the last few words. We have a lot of events in store for the first quarter of 2020. That includes the recently held Otaku Expo 2020 called the Anime and Manga Drawing Special. Uh, you should be there. You should be, You should have been there. And I will be sharing uh, interviews from the said event. So look forward to that on Facebook, on YouTube, and on the podcast. So next up, we have Hypnosis my uh, Underground. Hypnosis Underground. Uh, it's a hypnosis microphone-themed cafe featuring a swimming pool. Its theme is Get Wet, Get Wild. And their tickets is already uh tickets are already available on their Facebook page, Hypnosis Underground Two. Get wet, get wild, and you should be getting those tickets already. It will be held on February eighth, Saturday, at Benitez Place in Manila. Tapos meron pa tayong susunod na event. After February, we have Otaku Fest. Uh, yeah. Balik tayo sa February, sorry. Uh, Feb- uh, February 2020 is Otaku Fest Month. It will be happening on the 22nd and the 23rd of February. That's on a weekend at UP Cebu in Lahog. So, kita-kits tayo dyan. Keepsakes is an official media partner for both events. Not to mention, Idol, uh, rather, no, Anime Idol Convention, Icon. It was rescheduled to the first Sunday of March. That's March 8, 2020 at Bayanihan Center in Pasig City. Okay, I stand corrected. That's the second Sunday of March. So, March 8, Anime Idol Convention 2020. See you there. Media partner din kami dyan. Following that, we have uh, another set of events. Pero uh, on the next quarter, we will be having the Cosplay Carnival. We will be having ToyCon. We will be having the rest of the events. Especially Ozin Fest. Let's not forget Ozin Fest every summer, every April. So, looking forward to those uh, events. I will be there. And, uh, bago ko makalimutan, uh, nagpapasalamat ako sa uh, Otakozin for having me sa 
Otaku Expo 2020 and, and their other Ozine events. Thank you for having me as one of your media. So I guess that's about it. And again, uh, again, a very happy, healthy New Year sa ating lahat. Makaka-survive po tayo, alright? Okay, don't worry. Makaka-survive tayo, alright? Sige. I'll, you'll be hearing from me on uh, two weeks after. So, uh, I'll be saying goodbye for now. And hope to release the next episode on the 10th of February. So, yeah. That wraps up another episode of Keepsakes, the podcast. No episodes can be heard at anchor.fm slash keepsakes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Leave your voice messages to this podcast through the Anchor app available on Google Play and App Store. Don't forget to visit me on social media for updates. Facebook.com slash keepsakesbyj, Twitter at jayagonoy, YouTube.com slash jayagonoy, and my blog at www.jayagonoy.xyz. Shout out to Lee Rosie Bear for the music. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. Until next time. Thank you.